Hi, Community Health Center advocates. This is Susan Burton. Welcome to this week's Advocacy in Minutes. Today is May 27, 2020, and here's the latest in advocacy and more in minutes. Joining me is the NAC advocacy team, Kristen St. John, Shamal Shepard, and Marie McCauley. We would like to say thank you for all of your enthusiastic efforts last week during our National Day of Action. We are proud to have seen over 13,000 emails sent to your members of Congress to urge the federal support of community health centers. A huge shout out and thank you to NAC's DJ Daryl, who makes it all happen with the awesome jam session. Let's get to it. Kristen, tell us what's happening on the Hill. Hey, Susan. The latest blog post on acadvocacy.org is up and ready to explain how the recently passed legislation in the House of Representatives may affect health centers. Included in this blog post is a summary of the HEROES bill as it pertains to community health centers and their priorities. Thank you to all who worked to get their members of Congress signed on to last week's Dear Colleague letter, led by Representative Engel, New York 16, to HHS Secretary Alex Azar concerning the prioritization of health centers in the release of the Provider Relief Fund. The letter closed with a total of 167 signatures. The list of members who signed on is available on the HC Advocacy's COVID-19 Toolkit page. The next Dear Colleague letter in circulation is led by Senators Wicker and Stabenow, urging Senate leadership to include emergency funding for health centers in the forthcoming COVID-19 legislation produced by the Chamber. You can find this letter at HC Advocacy website. Be sure to reach out to your senators and urge them to add their signatures to the letter. Thanks, Kristen. Shamal, what's happening in the administration? Last week, the Health Resource and Service Administration's Bureau of Health Workforce released a request for information on considerations that may inform HRSA's future decisions regarding potential changes to health professional shortage area scoring criteria, or known as HIPSA. The agency is interested in stakeholder input regarding possible additions or alternative approaches to HIPSA scoring that would be permissible given current statute and regulation. Comments are open through September 18. On May 15, the Small Business Administration released the application form for Paycheck Protection Program borrowers to request that all or part of their loan be forgiven. NAC will provide information to assist FQHCs in completing the form as the application deadline gets closer. In the meantime, note that you can still get a large portion of your PPP loan forgiven, even if you spend less than 75% of the loan amount on payroll-related costs. Thank you, Shamal. Marie, what's happening in health centers? On May 20th, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, or HHS, announced an important two-part deadline, June 3rd, for all healthcare providers receiving funds from the Provider Relief Fund. Before the new deadline, providers are to accept the terms and conditions of the Provider Relief Fund via the HHS portal. CHCs that have received more than one allocation of the Provider Relief Funds must attest to separate terms and conditions for each allocation. This includes two separate sets of terms and conditions for the two allotments under the $50 billion general distribution. They also need to provide HHS with an accounting of all their annual revenue by submitting tax forms or financial statements. CHCs who fail to submit this financial information to HHS by June 3rd will be ineligible for funding from the second distribution and will be required to return any funding already provided. Thank you, Marie. Kristen, tell us what's happening in research. The NAC research team published an updated infographic presenting the most recent data from HRSA on health centers' ongoing responses to COVID-19, including their experiences with testing, site closures, operations, and PPE supply. 
You can find a template of the infographic at bit.ly backslash May 15, where states can add their own data for advocacy use. Please contact Sarah Baser with any questions. In other research news, Kim Schwartz, CEO of Roanoke Chowan Community Health Centers, published an op-ed in her local paper entitled Community Health Centers Address Disparities Exposed by Coronavirus. The piece states, quote, while community health centers save the national healthcare system $24 billion annually, every dollar generates $3.34 in North Carolina, creates 3,500 jobs, and provides health care to more than half a million North Carolina residents, end quote. Thanks, Kristen. Shamal, can you tell us about learning opportunities for advocates and health center staff? Sure. On Thursday, May 21, NAC hosted an op-ed writing workshop with Joe Knight, a media consultant. During the workshop, Joe shared her expertise in writing and placing op-eds. Op-eds are a powerful tool in advocacy and can help get your message out to a broad audience. You can view the workshop recording and the tips and tricks handout at hcadvocacy.org backslash webinars. As discussed on Tuesday's PCA HCCN webinar, NAC has prepared a large spreadsheet which consolidates information on seven sources of federal funds related to COVID-19. For each funding source, the spreadsheet outlines critical requirements, deadlines, amounts, and rules around eligible expenses. Please direct any questions to Colleen Myman at C-M-E-I-M-A-N at NAC.org. Some quick reminders. Please continue to refer to our HC Advocacy Coronavirus Advocacy Tools in this challenging time. You can find the advocacy website at hcadvocacy.org. For further support, please email us at grassrootsatnac.org or follow us on Twitter and Facebook. As always, a huge thank you to all of our advocates for your strong advocacy efforts. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and healthy. We'll be back next week.